Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, January 13th, 2021, and we are continuing our breakdown of the 2020 review of the Giants position groups. And on today's show, we will be doing running backs. But first, this episode is brought to you in part by TurboTax. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of all that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live, file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. That's right, tax time is coming up before we know it. And of course, that will mean the draft and whatnot, but uh, we still have a little ways to go before we get there. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about the Giants running back today. And um, I'm probably going to spend a lot of time talking about Saquon Barkley on this program because, you know... It, Saquon Barkley, just a very interesting development here with the running back situation. And uh, before I get into that, I, I just want to say one thing. I think Saquon Barkley is a generational talent. I mean, when he left the offense because of his, um, his, his season-ending ACL, I was of the opinion that the running game changed significantly and not necessarily in the good way. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I wonder, and I have no proof of this, and I doubt the coaches would would answer this question. Um, It might be something that I'll try and bring up in the spring, but I wonder how much of Barkley's absence resulted in the Giants calling on Daniel Jones before his injuries to run more. Now, look, I get it. Daniel Jones has um, the ability to run. He's got that athletic ability and, you know, it's it's a tool that they can use in the offense. But, you know, I wondered if at times, maybe last year, 2020 that is, the Giants went to that well a little too much in an effort to kind of keep opposing defenses honest. You know, I, I looked at it as, okay, you know what, Daniel, you know, y- you have some design runs for, for Daniel, you have some zone reads and everything like that. But as with anything, too much of one thing is never a good thing. And if we remember that the quarterback's job is to throw the ball, get it down the field, and not necessarily be a runner, um, I just think we need to, to keep sight of that. I felt that sometimes the Giants, you know, they relied a little too heavily on Daniel Jones's legs. And my concern with that was that um, Daniel might develop happy feet in the pocket or, or worse yet just start taking off with the ball in his hands instead of buying time you know for a receiver or something to get downfield now who knows maybe the addition of a, a of a legitimate playmaker to that offense will will help that but I just felt like you know after Daniel Jones uh, I'm sorry after Saquon Barkley left the lineup 
Daniel Jones just, I think, ran a little bit more than he did as a rookie when he only was without Barkley for a couple of games. I have no, you know, proof of that. It's just a theory. It's based on numbers and, you know, scenarios. But, you know, certainly something uh, to think about, I think, you know, when you're talking about the running game. And, you know, speaking of the running game, I mentioned how the Giants also made some changes. One of the biggest things they changed is they went from the outside zone runs to more of the between the tackle type of runs, which were a better fit for Wayne Gallman, who ultimately, you know, after Devonta Freeman went down with his injury, Wayne Gallman took over as the lead running back. And Gallman's never been one who's going to, you know, burst outside to the edges and get around the corner and head up field. His strength has always been between the tackles. And again, over on GiantsCountry.com, in my written review of the positions, I have some stats if you want to check that out. But, you know, I, I just felt that the Barkley injury just kind of changed the whole complexion. You know, like I said, with Daniel Jones, with the types of runs that they were executing. You know, Dion Lewis is a guy who probably could have handled the, the, the runs to the outside, but not necessarily runs inside. And, you know, this goes back to kind of what the value or one of the many values that Saquon Barkley brings to the offense is that he can run it between the tackles and outside. And uh, I don't think we've seen a whole lot of him or enough of him, I should say, running to the outside, but certainly something that I would like to see if he makes a, a full recovery and gets back next year. So uh, we're going to take a break, folks. And when we come back, I've got lots more on the Giants running back as part of our review, as well as Saquon Barkley. So stay with us. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of all that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so that you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live experts can answer your questions, give tax advice, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350 plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants, Segment 2. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we're reviewing the running backs. You know, the article um, 
on Giants Country that I wrote. I put some statistics up if you want to check that out. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm just trying to supplement uh, those articles with some thoughts here on the podcast. So I hope you are checking those out as well, as well as the other content that I have on Giants Country. So 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, getting back to the running back position and uh, our breakdown of that. Um, one of the things I was very curious to see was uh, how much the Giants, how the Giants uh, rushing offense finished, statistically speaking, with um, without Saquon Barkley. You know, would the, would the average yards per game be less? Would they be more? Would it be the same? Where would they end up ranking? And the Giants finished 19th, ranked 19th in the run game um, this year, just as they did last year. However... However, the Giants average five more yards per run without Barkley this year, which I found kind of interesting. Now, it's not a huge amount. I get that. But, you know, nonetheless, you would have figured that maybe that rushing yardage would have gone down. And, you know, I'll come back to something with Barkley for a minute because I've, I've gone kind of back and forth with myself with whether or not it pays to give him a huge contract. And I'll talk about that more in segment three, but I want to talk about Wayne Gallman in this segment because um, those of you who know me, who have listened to me, you know that I'm a big Wayne Gallman fan. I, I make no no attempt to hide that. I've liked the way the kid runs basically since the day he was drafted. Um, I thought he had a great year as a rookie. And of course, you know, in his second season, Saquon came along and Wayne Gallman kind of became an afterthought. Now, one of the reasons why I think Wayne Gallman maybe fell off the the, the uh, radar, if you will, the last couple of years was an issue with ball security. I know that you know I had gone back and I had looked at the number of um, fumbles and um, you know drops and whatnot that Wayne Gallman had, and I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like one in every forty-three touches or something like that, which um, you know. Obvious is not what you want to see in your your running backs. You you know the higher the number in between miscues, the the better you know the statistic. So anyway, just with Wayne Gallman, um, for a guy who doesn't really have much of a jump cut and who really isn't much of an outside runner, I mean, I thought I thought the Giants, you know, kudos to the coaching staff for figuring out how to use him. And you know, the thing about Gallman that I think is really going to make him attractive to any team that might be looking for another running back is that Gallman is really good at picking up yards after contact. I mean, if you watch certain running backs in the NFL, they get hit and they basically go down like, you know, a a house of cards. Wayne Gallman gets hit and he will, in true beast-like mode, uh, mode, he will drag a couple of guys, you know, he basically has to be dragged down to the ground, which, you know, is is a, a strength of his. And, um, you know, just Gallman last year, again, in 2020, averaged 
3.63 yards after contact. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm just kind of going off of memory here. Gallman, um, based on, I think, the running backs that had at least 100 carries, and I'm just double-checking my notes here. Yeah, Wayne Gallman was fourth in the NFL amongst running backs with 100 carries minimum on the yards per contact average, 3.63, falling behind Nick Chubb of the Browns, who had a 4.06 average, Derrick Henry of the Titans with a 3.94 average, and Tampa Bay's Ronald Jones, who had a 3.65 average. That's Wayne Gallman's calling card, is that he's able to pick up additional yardage. You know, the yards after uh, the yards. Uh, after contacts, very similar to yards after a catch for a receiver. Now, will the Giants be able to retain Wayne Gallman? That's a big question. And my guess is Wayne Gallman will not be back as a Giant player. I mean, look, if Saquon Barkley is deemed healthy, you know that he is going to get the bulk of the carries which means Wayne Gallman, if he's lucky, and, and, you know, if he returns, I should say, and if he's lucky, maybe we'll see carries once every second or third series. And I just don't think that that's going to be what Gallman is looking for. I think he's going to want to look for a team where he can be part of a punch rather than kind of like a supporting uh, part of the punch. In other words, you know, with, with Barkley, we know he's the, the bell cow. And, you know, Gallman is, is kind of like the supporting staff member, whereas maybe with another team, he can be the Ahmad Bradshaw to the Brandon Jacobs of that team. So my guess is um, some team is going to, to, to come in and uh, give Wayne Gallman an offer that he can't refuse, and he's going to take that. And I, I'm not just talking money. Again, I'm talking in terms of uh, of the role that he plays in the offense. And it would be a shame to lose him because, you know, look, I had initially thought that, you know, or hoped that if, if Wayne Gallman didn't re-sign with the Giants, that maybe the Giants bring back Devonta Freeman, who I still think has a lot left in his legs. I really do. Um, I know we only saw a small sample size of what he brought to the table before he suffered a high ankle sprain that landed him on injured reserve. But I thought Freeman ran well, and he had that ability to get inside and outside. I mean, if you're talking a running back who's a little bit closer to Saquon Barkley in skill set, Freeman would have been it. And unfortunately, you know, he had the injury and, that was all she wrote. And uh, just on Tuesday, actually, um, Devonta Freeman was signed to the Buffalo Bills practice squad uh, as a replacement. I think they have an injured running back. So that doesn't mean that the Giants can't get Devonta Freeman back at some point. But, you know, right now they can't even sign him to, to you know, a free agent contract after having to waive him as part of a procedural move. So, all right, folks, we are going to take our final break. When we come back, I want to come back to the Saquon Barkley topic because I have a few more thoughts I want to talk about as we review the Giants running backs of 2020. Stay with us. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and the NFL has some big matchups coming up as the 2020 regular season comes to a close and the playoff picture becomes clearer. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust – BetOnline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants, Segment 3. And let me just quick tell you about the Peacock and Williamson show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host on host the Locked on Peacock and Williamson show every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, every team, and every move made in the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get back to Saquon Barkley because, you know, for those of you who maybe aren't aware, I'm very much into the salary cap. I like to study it. I like to fiddle around with it. Right now, I'm currently trying to come up with a proposed contract structure for Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson. So as part of my, you know, dabbling with the salary cap, what I like to do is I like to look a couple years ahead because you need to. You can't you can't just be short-sighted and look at one year and say, oh, okay, um, I'm only going to worry about this year and then I'll worry about next year later. So I got to thinking about Saquon Barkley, who this year would have been up for a new contract, or I should say a contract extension had he not gotten hurt, which probably would have made it difficult for the Giants to retain both Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson. You know, as we know, the salary cap is going to drop from the $200 million plus figure that it was initially projected to somewhere around 175 176 maybe a little bit higher. It depends on the final revenue, but it's going to drop, which is, means teams are going to have to create some moves, create some uh, cap space in order to do what they need to do. Now, I do think the Giants are going to be okay with the salary cap. I don't see any reason, you know, to worry. Like, you know, maybe if the Saints will have to worry because they're going to have some major problems. But um, this whole thing with Barkley, you know, just kind of looking ahead. Next year, assuming that everything works out and he's able to return to form, will be his fourth season. He will probably then, if he has a big year, maybe want to talk about a contract extension. But also next year, the Giants will have quarterback Daniel Jones and defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence entering uh, their, uh, or finishing up, I should say, their third year, which means they will be eligible to redo their rookie contracts. You will also have Evan Ingram and Jabril Peppers both having contracts expired. So I think that all this talk about, you know, Barkley potentially getting his his uh, contract extension that he maybe wants, assuming he can get through the year okay and bounce back from this injury, I'm not so sure I see it happening after the 2021 season, just for the reason that, you know, that I just mentioned. There's a lot of contracts coming up, a lot of decisions that need to be made. If I'm the Giants... You know, with, with ACL injuries, there's an old belief that 
a player usually bounces 100% back by his second year removed from surgery, which means I would be very uh, curious to see if, if Saquon Barkley can buck that trend. You know, I mean, if anybody can do what he can, he's he's committed and determined to really make it work. But even if he does have a, a solid year, if I'm the Giants, I wait before I do his contract. You know, this is two years in a row that Barkley's had, you know, a lower body injury. And while that's certainly no reason to say, oh, okay, he's, ne- he's never going to be the same again. I just kind of think back to what happened with Victor Cruz when he suffered his his uh, torn patella tendon injury. You know, Cruz vowed to come back and he worked his tail off to come back. And then we all know what happened. Unfortunately, he developed um, another injury, which I, I believe he later revealed was a result of him compensating for that injury. And he ended up missing basically two seasons in a row or the better part of two seasons in a row. When he did come back, he was never the same player. This after, you know, he had signed, a, I think the year before, he had just signed a big contract. So my point here and how this relates to Barkley is, is I would wait. I would not rush if I'm the Giants to sign Barkley after the 2021 season. Again, assuming he comes back and is 100%. Let me see two straight years of him, you know, taking it to the house, so to speak. The good thing about this whole situation is that because Barkley is a first-round draft pick, the Giants can exercise the option year of his his contract, which I would expect them to do after the fourth year. They can then, if they wish, tag him two years in a row if they can't come to a new agreement. Not the ideal way to do it because obviously, you know, you don't want the, um, the big cap liability that comes with uh with you know the the franchise tag you want to get the numbers down if you can but i i just think that's the path we're going to see with saquon barkley i i I just you know dave gettleman the general manager who's going to make that decision may feel differently me personally as you know as an amateur cap enthusiast i would be very reluctant to make that move i would maybe take the money and i would apply it elsewhere you know, like I said, to Daniel Jones, maybe if, you know, assuming Jones steps to Dexter Lawrence, if he continues to play well, you know, if if they have to tag Leonard Williams again, which, you know, hopefully they won't have to and they can get a deal done with him, you know, he might be in, in the picture too and muddle it up. So I guess what I'm kind of getting at is, is there's a whole log jam, if you will, that, that is on the horizon in 2021. And, and, you know, you talk about Barkley, he's an important part of the offense. He's a generational talent, but I, I just, you know, that injury changed everything as far as I'm concerned. And I think if I'm the Giants, I would play it conservatively before I would rush to get him signed to a big deal, even if he has a good year in 2021. And, you know, I hope he does. I really do. He's a good guy. Um, you know, like I said, if anybody could bounce back from that type of injury, it's him. But, you know, y- you just don't know until the body, you know, shows what it shows. And right now, while there's optimism amongst the Giants, it's still early. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for today's show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow, we will look at the tight ends. And um, 
basically the show will probably cover a lot of Evan Ingram because, you know, he, there's a lot to talk about with Evan Ingram, but uh, we'll also make sure we talk about, you know, Caden Smith and Levine Torlolo. So make sure you tune in tomorrow. And again, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Giants podcast.